Hey, it's Coco. And Carly. And sometimes at the Scout Shop. And we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint. Through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we're spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your vibrational experience. Here we are. It's hard to believe, you guys. Today, I was doing um, some stories on Instagram, and I'm like, it's January 20th. Like It's January 20th. Or 19th today. Oh. Well, whatever. Regardless. 19th, 20th. I mean, sorry. That was me being like, oh my God. Yeah, I didn't even realize. Yes, because that <laughs> goes to show you how much time is like compressed and doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, I have no concept anymore of time like I have to be like pulled down to earth because it's like what is even happening like we're in January 20th I guess of 2021 take that in it's shoulders it's a Tuesday so it's shoulders I don't know what today oh, is. Oh, gym day. <laughs> gym day. I was like, shoulders. That's how he defines. That's just for the bros. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Scott. <laughs> wow, that's how I keep track of days. What am I doing today? Okay, Tuesday's shoulders, Wednesday's off day, Thursday's deadlifts, Friday's is backflipping, Saturday's is rowing, Monday's is squatting. Thanks. And if you want the full program, it's yes. $200 <laughs> on the scottshopofficial.com. <laughs> Okay, well, today's a really great um, episode. I say that all the time, but like I like this one. And we say this all the time in our world. I mean, we live and breathe. This is our state of being. So like all day long is consciousness, is energy, you know, having sessions all day and then really learning from all of you guys and like really seeing your growth and, and having conversations um, from your experiences to help us level up as well because we're all better together and every single day there's just something new that we're learning and we're always like that's great that's great that's great oh my god they're doing amazing and we're just like so excited for all of you and what we always say is like what would what we should share the conversations that we have quote-unquote behind the scenes yeah there's a group text with three people in it <laughs> There's kind of four of us who kind of work here. I'm not going to say who's not in it, but there's three people in the group text. Well, Wait. the person that doesn't have thumbs isn't in the group text. Who has a rejection wound? Oh, see, I, didn't even, I thought you meant Ren. Oh. No. no. I was meaning uh, Judy. 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 Judy's, Judy's in it. Judy is in it. So... Anyways, what is our conversations that we... T- These two, I, you guys, I hope that you guys all laugh about how annoyed they are for me because they just go off on these tangents and I'm like... Do you know what's really These funny? two just drive me up the wall. I have to share this because this came up to me last podcast and I didn't say anything. Do you remember Ursula from The Little Mermaid? Yes. And she has those two eels that are like her little sidekicks. Yes. Were your eels. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Don't they sing? Well, hello. Look oh, who yeah, you're I talking forget. to. Yeah. yeah, you're definitely singing. I'm trying to think of a song from The Little Mermaid. Okay, let's get to the podcast. People are going to be angry with us. Yes. So what is some of the conversations that we've been having this week? We've been having some really big ones. So the first thing I'm going to start with is the whole light body integration. Okay, so our entire team across the board is in this layer right now. And I know a lot of you guys can relate to this. And it's beginning to happen um, in your journey. And it is a mind fuck. Okay, So let me just kind of explain to you the download I got this morning. So I have been on um, a fitness and health journey pretty much my whole entire life. I've had ebbs and flows. And when I really kind of dimmed my light and went into the hustle is when I really let myself go. So then I really started shifting that and eating because I used to eat, not eat out of stress and hustle and really started shifting my whole life around. Okay. So up until that point, it was always like, if I go to the gym and I work out and I eat a certain way, cause and effect, things are going to shift, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we've been programmed. That's how we've lived our life. And as that human just thinking we're human that lives and dies and maybe taps into some spiritual energy but doesn't fully embody your light, that's how you live your life. Well, that's such a great example because even like that process that you'd go through of your certain workout, what is that called? A program. Yes. So it's literally programming. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're making fun of me now. No. No, but you can really... (laughs) No, because Scott is really... Shoulder day. Scott is in this journey with us as well. 
So up until this point, you've had this programming, like Carly said, where it's like you go out to the physical and you can radically change your body Mm -hmm. by cause and effect. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then what happens as you fully integrate into soul, okay, where you no longer are like, okay, well, maybe I'm a little bit human still. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's like, we just had a session before we did this podcast and I said to him, I'm like, you've lived your whole entire life where it's like, okay, I'm a human that maybe is a little bit spiritual, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to pick and choose the things that I want to optimize the external through spiritual, okay? Right. When it's convenient. And when it's convenient. So now his journey is he's flipping to be 100% embodying his light, and when he goes out to the external, it is purely to optimize the external because everything's done from the inside. Mm -hmm. Do you see the flip? Mm -hmm. Whereas when we are sleepy and in the 4d spin it's like okay well you know i'm spiritual but you honestly are picking and choosing so you're maybe uh 10 spiritual 90 human mm-hmm. right where it's like i'm still that human being and then you use the external labels to say that you're spiritual or like depending on who you're around in that moment exactly right? it's like if i'm with this group of people i can be this way if i'm with this group i'm another exactly yeah there's that little bit of disconnect in who you truly are are. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you hide your light because you're not fully 100% embodying your light. Okay. So, so I got a good way to just simplify that is if you're a food connoisseur, someone that really loves food and really enjoys eating, but you go to buffets <laughs> yeah. and you're picking and choosing the only things that you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you so have good. the option of going to like a more like refined dining experience and getting exactly, you know, what your body craves, what your body's craving rather Mm -hmm. than like, Oh, I'm going to go to the buffet and I'm going to eat like the French fries or the, I can't remember. Is that a buffet? It's been a while. Chinese food buffet, (laughs) mashed potatoes, all the pierogies, crab. Whoa. Have you been to the buffet? Pasta. There's At always Caesar's Palace and Vegas. That's what I'm thinking of. There's always the pasta yeah. and the yeah. Very good analogy. Or oh, the beef the beef that they slice. Oh the beef that they slice. Oh the oh. fresh bread. Like it just oh. gets out of control. Don't get me started about the buffets. But hundred percent. Hundred percent. And so what happens is our team specifically, we're embodying our light straight across the board now. And welcome to the fucking ride. Because now what's happening is... As soon as you sway. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay, so now let's just say we've flipped. Okay, so now we're living from soul and we're starting to integrate our light body into physical form fully. Okay, so that took massive clearings and that whole journey that we're working on with a lot of you. And as soon as you flip, all of a sudden your body starts to fucking shift in ways that you don't even know what's going on. So I'll start with me as an example. So my self-worth wound sits in my stomach, and that's also where I have a truss layer, and then I have back fat, okay? So my back fat has always been like the bane of my existence, and I've always been so annoyed about it, and it didn't matter if I was like 140 pounds, it always existed, like some little point of it, and always where my self-worth wound sit. Like I could be flat as a pancake and then whoop, have this little like bump. Like the overhang? Yes, but now it's an overhang, like loose skin is happening to an extreme. Now, the ego wound mind fuck is like, oh my God, I'm not doing enough on my Peloton. I'm not doing enough in my weight training. I'm not doing enough um, eating. I'm not doing things right (laughs) externally. I had pierogies last night. I shouldn't have eaten them. Yeah, so you start this whole spin because why? You're still looking at the external to try and fix you but you've worked as the cause yes as the cause so as you move up into your light body that is no longer the thing that is taking place so carly has the same thing she has a like a a bloat kind Mm -hmm. of yeah. Not even an overhang, but like... No, it's, for me, it's a blow. Yes. I, I don't have the overhang, but I'm definitely like projecting out more than I'm used to in the front. And then I also carry my weight like on the flanks of my body, um, which is like, if you listen to the last podcast, why I went and got the cool sculpting, we all know that journey with yes. that. Um, but yeah, it's in the front mostly right now. And like, where does my wound set? Yes. Right there. And I'm having hip issues and hip flexors issues. Where are my wounds sitting? Right there. And Scott, I just worked on him the other day. And like Scott's journey for like the last eight years being his partner is been like, he could have a fucking six pack and his life would be set. 
but <laughs> he has that kind of bloat as well. But he never will. That's why, because you would just be set. Yes. So he has this whole he has this whole kind of front bloat going on. So I worked on him the other day, and it was profound. Hashtag dad bod. Yeah. So Scott has all about fitness and working out and externally all that stuff. But yet, no matter what he does, that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And so when I worked on him the other day, it's all energy now because his light body is fully coming on grid. And it's the energy that he is, it's an upside down air balloon that he is rejecting his light and it expands in his stomach. And then also he has an estrogen that he is unwinding due to a layer that he has from process past trauma but like it's profound how he is shifting all this okay so now what I got downloaded to me this morning in my work and I was like this is so fucking crazy so they showed me my body and my body was like a complete glowing light okay which means that my light body is fully coming on grid in the points of my stomach and my back which I was telling you guys about that was where it was still red So as our light begins to expand out into density, where we're taking ownership that we are light beings and not just humans, okay, that light body wholly comes on grid. And basically it was like my skin like fell to the ground. Like it looked like a curtain that like fell to the ground. I know that's a gross (laughs) description, but that's what's happening. It's like silence of the lambs. Literally, (laughs) that's what's happening. And that's where we have been so programmed to believe that everything is externally. Like, yes, you can change in externally with law of attraction, with doing all of that. But what happens is you embody your light. It comes from the inside out. So my body is going to be completely transformed. I've been working on energetic tummy tucks since last June. And this is so hard for our human minds to wrap ourselves around because you also have to let go of all the control. Mm -hmm. And that is a big deal. And that is a shift that is happening straight across the board with our team. And I know a lot of you guys is going to begin to happen where it's like I said to Scott, I feel the best I've ever felt inside in my life. But yet my external is changing in a way that like I have to let go of. Yeah, it doesn't match what you feel on the inside. Exactly. But I said to you earlier, I said, what's amazing is previously we would try and shape the external, but we'd feel the worst on the internal. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like, you can go ask Carly, you were an Instagram influencer and everybody would look at her pictures and be like, oh my God, she's so hot or she has the great body or look at her legs. But you felt the worst of your life on the inside. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And what it is too is it's it's like when you do it from the inside out, it's sustainable in the long term. That's also the difference, right? Like you It can, just doesn't once it's done, it's done. It's done. And like with the whole law of attraction, yeah, like you can do a program, you can go work out, eat a certain way, but really what percentage of the population is so um disciplined enough to keep that up for their whole life? Like most people, if they're on that journey, it'll ebb and flow for them because it's not, it's very difficult to maintain that same level of dedication. Yes. And they're going to do it always, 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 always when you're wounded and unhealed, you're going to do it as a whole filler and you're going to do it as a distraction. So Scott did it up until like the last, I would say good year and a half. It was that distraction. It was that distraction from that overlay that he has. It was that distraction of everything. It was the rejection of your light. It was like, if I keep myself structured, then I don't have to look at myself. I don't have to sit with myself. So the gym was that for him. And what's so interesting too is a lot of times I'll hear people say oh I need to go blow off some steam I'm gonna go to the gym like you are literally going to the gym to cope and create a band-aid in that specific I'm not saying everyone but in that specific situation Mm -hmm. so it's just case in point it's a lot of people majority of people I would say don't do it for the like internal they do it for the quick fix external yeah, and, and with this light body coming on grid, it's just, it's phenomenal. Because what happens from within everything, you reverse age, you um, re- recalibrate your DNA, like everything starts. So like, think about it. Like, just think from a logical perspective. This is why we've been so programmed to forget how much power we truly have. Because everything is truly inside of us. And when you start clearing it out and you get this light body on grid, like, who the hell needs to go and have an external tummy tuck? But the difference is, is nobody wants to take the time to do it this way because the external tummy tuck is instant. Mm 
Mm -hmm. right? It's still that law of attraction energy. Uh, it is that whole, like I can make myself feel this way instantly, but as somebody who I have breast implants, it did, did not do anything for me. I thought that as soon as I got those breast implants, that that was going to change my life. No, it, it, it I still felt just as ugly on the inside. Mm -hmm. Right. You and know, now like, only am I embracing them. And I think that's a good like segue to intention too, because if you start working from the inside out again, I know we keep going back to this gym analogy, but you end up going to the gym and being motivated to go because now what you're doing is by going to the gym, you have a different intention. You're going to, feel better in your physical you're optimizing. body. You're optimizing your mobility. You're optimizing the shape of your body, but not for any ego reason other than just to allow your light to show through in the physical. Yes. Whereas you're going to the external now to optimize what you've already created from the inside out. Which like, I have to say, like, I, I, that's why you go, Scott, because you can tell, like when you go to the gym, it's like an energetic thing for you. Mm -hmm. Like, you go because you in, you inherently enjoy it and you inherently like the science of like mobility because you're always giving me examples of like different stretches or ways I can move my body to optimize its functionality. It's not coming from a, I want a six pack and look jacked intention. No, and it used to, right? It definitely, it did. It, it used to, <laughs> but now he's really been surrendering like, and really you had such a profound session last week where it, it, you can speak for yourself, but I think it really started to click because our conversation this whole month has been like, is there any holes where we still aren't embodying our light? And you and I both went to how we always go to the external to fix what is not changing on us. So for you, you'll be like, I, my weight is, you know, this, and I'm doing all these external things. So why is it not changing? Because it's all energy. And that really has clicked for us in the last like three and a half weeks where we're like, that's still that 1% where we're like, yeah, we're these light beings and we're embodying that we're light, but there's still that hole. And now you've really started to switch with that because you're doing feeling. You're like, oh, today I just don't feel like it instead of I need to and I have to see the difference. No, I see the difference. Yeah. Okay, good. I get to talk. Fantastic. <laughs> this is why I'm not part of the group chat. Um, no, that's exactly it. And I think, and I was talking to this about with a friend of mine is how important it is to remember that we are a light being in the human body and trying to figure out how we feel, right? If you don't know what your body feels like in a stressful situation, how are you going to recognize it? Like if you don't put yourself in a stressful situation that you can, can control, how do you recognize that feeling outside in, I don't want to say the real world, but like at work or with your family, if you don't know where that tension is coming from, where you're holding that tension. Yeah, that's crazy to think about that as you say that. Like, majority of people don't know how their body feels because they do everything to avoid that. So, or like, you're in a constant state of it, so you can't recognize when you're in. Well, like, we ha we had well, this conversation, Carly, because we said to you, yeah. yeah, with your sister, yes. where she didn't realize how bad she felt until she started feeling better, better. and then when she kind of went back to those old eating patterns, she realized like, oh, wow, I felt really, I feel really shitty when I did this. It wasn't eating, but it was... No, but yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like when she would revert back down to a lo lower frequency where she stayed at majority of her life, it's like, whoa, like the, the contrast now is so um, recognizable and apparent to you when you do that. It's, it, yeah, and what also is like the conversation we had, Carly, when I said to you, um, Carly's been dealing with her layer of pain, which is her light body coming mm -hmm. on. And then that's her whole distraction. I was like, when you were sleeping your contrast life, did you not have pain like no, I this? Didn't. Well, because, I might have, but, but I didn't you, but recognize this is it. exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. You did not, she did not recognize that pain. Nope. So when she was in that stress.com job, literally stress.com, <laughs> you, you literally couldn't, she couldn't do what you're just talking about. No, because it was always, it was either like stressed or really stressed. So stress was like my base level. base level. And then when I got really stressed, then I took recognition that I was even stressed at all because I was really stressed, which was an increase from where I was sitting. But then when I started to not be stressed at all, like my plateau or my constant baseline that I used to live at would be crippling now for me. Yes. Like my body would fall apart. It's crazy once you change the frequencies. Mm -hmm. And that's been a lot of our conversation lately because we're all gritting into these new light bodies and it's fucked like it's it's 
especially for me and Carly, I don't know about Scott, but like the spin to not want to go and try and do something in the external yeah. where it's like, and I, I hashed it out with Scott last night. Cause I'm like, you know, I have my gym in my house now. I'm eating the best I've ever eaten. I feel the most unreal inside. I have no stress in my entire life. Yet my physical, I would say is like the most droopy. <laughs> you know so then naturally what do you want to do because we're so programmed by it is like we're going to go fix it and control it so it's like I'm going to go and like work out fucking nine hours a day you know what I mean think about this so like if you weren't aware and conscious as to what was going on because naturally like skin like that is just because you've lost weight yes I feel like you would wear that as a badge of honor Mm mm-hmm the other that way, too. if you weren't conscious, yes. you'd be like, look at how much weight I've lost. Look at this. But because you're trying to correlate now how you feel inside with the external, mm-hmm. it doesn't resonate with you because you would have been at the frequency where that saggy skin would have been like, yeah, look at me. Like I did this. Look exactly. at the weight I lost. And it actually would be a motivation tool for you to actually like dig yourself a deeper hole and yeah. push harder yep. and restrict yourself possibly yeah. even more mm-hmm. because now you're starting to see some success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now what do I got to do? And now I got to buckle down. Now I got to like even, I got to even go crazier. If I was doing 40 minute workouts, now I got to do like 60 minute workouts. Yeah. Like, and that's the mentality that. And the spin that we keep ourselves that in. That we keep ourselves mm-hmm. in, that we've been taught forever. Mm-hmm. So that's a big conversation that we have been having around around team Coco world is just that surrender to the fact that like, no, we're light being. And I got my ass whooped the other night by the guides and I did this whole freaking quantum integration thing. And then at the end they were like, uh, do you trust us? And I was like, yeah, of course. But like, you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> and they keep saying by June, by June, you know, by June, just keep doing this steadfast. Like I've been doing this layer of my work since June right but here's the thing I will do this as long as it needs to take because once it's done it's done right and it's going to be that kind of like miracle moment where you're just like you didn't have surgery how did that shape what do you mean you were this size or this weight or whatever because that's what happens with instantaneous manifestation is you own your light and you say yes to you and this is the stuff that starts to come through and starts to happen and that's why the world calls it miracles because there is no rhyme or reason externally for it but rather you're harnessing who you truly are and using the internal to birth everything out. So that's going to go to our next segue where we're going to talk about paint trays. Yes. And I can't remember how I was going to go into that. <laughs> he has a problem lately with his thoughts. He's he's getting like us where he's forgetting everything. And I love it because mm-hmm. he feels like he's an outsider, but he really isn't. So I'll start it. So the guides had just given me this like whole paint tray scenario where all of us have these paint trays in front of us, okay? And these paint trays are full of distractions. Mm-hmm. They're full of all these different things that are keeping us... So there's us... multiple paint trays you're talking about. Exactly. Like, we'll just say for a given number, five. Yeah, go five, five paint trays. Okay, so, so what we're doing now is now that we're kind of like, we're all aware that we have paint trays sitting in front of us. So what are we doing with the paint trays? Some of us are just grabbing our paint roller, yeah. getting it wet, and just rolling it back and forth on the paint roller and squeezing the paint out. And talking about And, and, ta- and talking about painting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did oh. you know that I'm going to be doing this really massive painting yeah. and you're just like rolling it back and forth? I'm doing it, you guys. I'm doing it. I'm so proud that I'm doing it. <laughs> like, look at this. I poured the paint. <laughs> like, look at this color. Once this goes on the wall, this room is going to look amazing. Yes. As we're rolling the fucking paintbrush out yeah. again still. And but we're not actually putting paint to the wall. And distracting ourselves. And distracting yeah. ourselves. But yeah. talking about the work you're distracting from. Yes. Anyway, continue yeah. on. Oh God, everyone I only listened to so much what they said. So <laughs> <laughs> I had, leave me alone. And then the other one was um, People are seeing their light, so it's like that paint tray that is full of the paint color. It's like the bright colors yes. that you're really attracted to, and, and that, you're like, I really want to use that in on this painting. Exactly. So I would use, but it's almost too bright. Yes, yes, which is your light. So it's also where I would put a lot of people in that stage where they've started to dabble in the work or they found mentors or they're doing stuff, but then they don't consistently keep up with it because you start throwing the paint against the wall and you're basically distracting yourself with your own shit, 
being like, oh, well, I have been doing the work. Um, but then you get too close to who you truly are or the world starts telling you all these things. Like, really? That's You're really going to do that bright color? Yeah. And you're like, so then, oh, I'm doubting myself. Yeah, and then you roll back over it with like a little bit of a more like neutral color yes. that everyone would be more with. So you kind of have like splotches of like, <laughs> we'll say yellow in the corner and it kind of like smears into like this, I think we'll say gray yeah. Because you're not really harnessing 100% who you are. Yes. And the third paint tray? Was they don't even want to put the paint in the... The paint can hasn't even been opened, people. Yes. Okay, we're not even pouring the paint into the freaking tray. Mm-hmm. We're just looking at the paint can being like, wow, that would be really great if it opened itself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start this project tomorrow later later Later. that's our daughter it's like later later everything's later and that's the distraction of your own self right or it's like another one is i'm too busy Mm -hmm. i have kids i have this i can't schedule this in and that was like one of my big spins back in the day was like i'm too busy i'm too busy i'm too busy but like scott even says this to me all the time like last night i pushed myself to go on the peloton and i did a phenomenal 30 minute ride i'm like but i have no fucking problem having my bath doing my meditation and then scrolling on tiktok for 30 minutes because you know I'm tired and I'm busy right I don't use that language anymore but that's the analogy right you always have time if it's a priority like my dad's favorite line if it burns in you bad enough you'll find a way and that goes with moving into your greatest self Mm -hmm. so a lot of you even listening right now it's like oh like I'm really loving your podcast I'm loving the concepts I'm loving everything but have you opened up your fucking pet can't can't paint of paint of or can can of of paint paint. (laughs) have you really and if you have opened up your can of paint are you still mixing it or are you still squeezing it into your brush Mm -hmm. Uh, you know where kind of are you on your on your spectrum of things because what people where you want to be is you're using like four different paint trays with Mm -hmm. four different colors and you're painting like this masterpiece masterpiece Rather than just like slapping on one monochrome color onto the wall. Mm-hmm. Like the world is a beautiful, vibrant place and you're a beautiful, vibrant soul. There's more than just one color to you. There's more than just one dimension. Express yourself. And like Carly, you were saying after the guides had downloaded this about like the artist. Do you remember how you were saying? Yeah, like, I well, thought that was so good. We, you are the artist of your story. So you need, like Scott just said, piggybacking off what you said, you need to use all of the trays to then create your masterpiece. And when you focus on just one of those trays, that's the ego spin. So if you are just focusing on the paint can not being open, that's a spin. If you are just looking at the the bright colors and being like, ooh, that's too much, I'm going to be judged, that's a spin. That's your wounds. Yes, exactly. So it's like you need to use all of these paint trays cohesively and be aware that and you are using and them. And heal all of those paint trays. Well, by, by using them, you are healing them, exactly. right? You are not sweeping them under the rug. Yep. You're not ignoring them. You're dealing with them. You then look up and you're like, holy crap, that like yellow with the hot pink and the gray is actually, actually pops really great. It mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because you used all the paint trays and didn't focus on just one. And a lot of you guys are are in that distraction energy right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Because we're in that spiral time. So the whole spiral time is really impacting everybody because they're feeling uh, possibly a future that hasn't happened yet yeah. or a past that existed at one time or mm-hmm. other timelines. And all of you guys are filling up your tray with one thing that is like on, literally, on yeah, on the loop. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I know Scott wants to say something, but I'm just going to get this out and you guys really got to get aware of your trays right now and really understand that because what is coming in the next like 40 days is the mind is going to do everything it can to keep you in that loop and to keep you just rolling the roller in that one tray exactly back and and forth and as somebody who pre-waved this and i looked at my journals for confirmation oh honey my loop all of february last year into march was lack.com So I was filling that tray up and creating more and more of that that spin. So, Scott? So I just wanted to say, we always say, you know, we always talk about using, like, bright colors. So I always feel like that gives people the impression that there should never be any sort of bad, and I hate to use the word bad, because I feel like there's just experiences. And people always go with experience either as has to be good or bad, rather than just, like, an opportunity to learn. So this popped in my head. I'm just going to pass it on to you because Carly was talking about light colors. 
It's a Bob Ross quote. If you have light on light, you have nothing. If you have dark on dark, you basically have nothing. Just like in life, you got to have a little sadness once in a while so you know when the good times come. And it's all just, I mean, it's very, a little bit more three-dimensional than what we're kind of talking about. But there is always going to be kind of like a low point. So you're kind of like, okay, now I need to like move again. I need to shift. Yeah, because people are getting really, and that's another layer too, yeah. is people are getting really stuck in their pain trays where it's like they've they've hit that status quo where it's like they've had this like, and I'm going to use the analogy of our team and our work. It's like you might have come to Nights of Cocoa and you've had the high of cocoa and then you maybe had one or two sessions and then you're like plateaued out and you're like, oh, I'm doing it though. I'm doing it though. No, you're in the fucking paint tray rolling the tray. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's okay if that's where you are, but you need to recognize that because you're here for so much more, you guys. And this is that year. Like literally I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, okay, like we were in that time compression of like our timelines of knowing what 2022 is literally, what are we doing as a team? Every single day we're making decisions to get to the timelines. We are creating 2022. 2022 is the blank canvas in front of us right now. Never ever before have we been had this opportunity consciousness wise to create our lives this way. You guys, are you hearing me? Like this is coming through hard where it's like we have never ever in any of our lives of form been this far ahead in consciousness where literally we can define what's to come because it's blank. So this year is like your defining choice year, second by second by second to get out of your spin, to change your life, to move into that energy of your higher self and really define that canvas Mm -hmm. of who you're becoming and what you're here to be. It's a big deal. So don't be afraid of like, okay, like I had a bad day. You didn't have a bad day. You just had a learning experience and mm-hmm. that's where you need to work from. You never start back from zero. No. Because zero was like birth. You always start back just a little bit more aware of where you were when you first started. Well, that's a big thing in the community. Everybody's always like, I feel like I went backwards. But the thing is, this is you didn't have awareness before. So even the fact that you are aware of what's going on is a step forward. So you really aren't even taking a step back No. And if you went, if you really wanted to look at it as like, take a step back, you then experienced a change in frequency that now is propelling you for the awareness forward. So I know a lot of things that we've heard in like sessions in the last few weeks was like, you know, at Christmas time I saw, I I, I drank, I got drunk one night. And then the next day I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Because up until that time getting drunk, you hadn't changed frequencies. Mm -hmm. So now you had to experience what it felt like to be drunk in that frequency we have somebody else who said to us you know I used to smoke pot all the time Mm -hmm. and now I smoked it and I'm shook because I'm like paranoid I can't Mm -hmm. handle it this is fucking crazy I'm like yeah you change frequencies so now it's like you have to almost like quote unquote go back into those experiences of this spiral time to then move forward because you don't know until you change the frequency and dip back in. Do you know what it feels like? And what also came to me when you were saying that then tied back to that Bob Ross quote that you just had, Scott, where it's like light on light is nothing. Dark on dark is nothing. You need contrast. Every amazing art piece has contrast. And I'm looking at the piece right behind you right now, Coco. We'll put this on the Insta on our Instagram stories. Yeah. The canvas is black and then there are bright flowers on it with gray and gold and blue and hot pink and like those are all the different trays coming together to create a beautiful piece that is a contrast that we look at and we're like that's amazing but if we didn't have the the black which is the dark with the vibrant pink with the gray and the middle tones it wouldn't have the pop that it does well is there something that you yeah i just wanted to mention that Um, we talked about it before. It's that unwinding that we went through like a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, where if you've experienced all this stuff, now you're just re-experiencing it at this new frequency. So you can kind of almost stop and say, look, I've actually made a shift. I've made a change because that's who I was and this is who I am now. Yes. 
And, and what just came to me when you were talking about this painting, Carly, is this is the segue to the other conversation that we've been having about the gravel road and the paved road. Yeah. So I did a post on this last night because I got this download when I was on um, the Peloton and I was like, oh my God, this is unreal. <laughs> and I was like, hey, don't stop your ride. Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. And what they were showing me was... Um, our egoic life, our contrast life is a gravel road. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we have to go down that gravel road. And that is our training ground. That is our learning ground. That is that whole journey. And the gravel road is full of fucking rocks. Now, if you're from rural Saskatchewan or any rural place, yeah, the gravel roads, I hate my life because I'm a baby on them. Scott goes like 120, but the gravel flies and it hits mm -hmm. you, right? And so those rocks are all the experiences of your life. Well, and then the dust. So and the there, dust. So there's your your like fogginess that we all feel and like, I lost. don't know, yeah, so know which way to go. What do I do? And on the gravel road, you will travel this gravel road. Why? Because everyone else is on the gravel road. Okay. They're the, making the grooves for your tire Exactly. Marks. <laughs> Everybody's on the gravel road where they're the partners in pain because you have lots to talk about on the gravel road. Oh, Scott, did you just drive down that road? Like going back to Scott's old RM job as the grader. Um, those rocks were sure out. You know, you always have something to talk about in the gravel road ego mm -hmm. life because it's like we we're complaining about it well we were dying laughing last week talking to um judy in regina and then talking to our family in saskatchewan and it was partners in pain on the gravel road about the wind <laughs> oh my god it's like it's like back home in Saskatchewan, everybody is waiting for the next partners in pain like on the, the gravel road. It's there. like, oh, the wind, we can bullshit and, and be pissed about the wind. And then it can be too hot in the summer. And then it's like this and that and that. So that's our whole entire life on that gravel road is we are constantly talking and partners in pain and in victim consciousness. Okay. Till all of the sudden, everybody hits that fork in the road. Okay. And that fork in the road is, do you go continue on the gravel or do you move on to the paved? And the pave is your soul. And what is kind of going back to this painting is this painting is all of the rocks, mm -hmm. all of the experiences that you do need, but you have to take the action through the paint trays. Mm -hmm. You do. You have to take the action to then create the masterpiece and see it from a different point of view. Well, that's just it. If you never take action, then the paint just stays as liquid paint in the tray. Whereas when you take action, all of a sudden it becomes a flower. It becomes a portrait. Because of it your experiences on the gravel road, mm -hmm. right? And we had a really interesting experience with this yesterday um, with Soul Print. So Soul Print is our distance program, and we're now taking people on in person if you haven't been to Nights with Coco. And we basically don't take everybody on because it is a life-changing thing and I really want to make sure that you're ready right and there was somebody that who had asked to come on soul print and I had downloaded some questions for them and one of the questions was is are you ready to let go of all the labels and all the things in your life that have gotten you here mm -hmm. meaning that on your gravel road mm -hmm. all of those labels like Coco with the fashion name behind her mm -hmm. and the pieces of paper and everything I that was my greatest spin letting that go that's everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Like, who are you without the external, without all that stuff on the gravel road? And this person got really triggered by it and got really offended by it and was like, I'm not going to give up any of my stuff because it's part of my journey. And, you know, basically, like, how dare you suggest that of me? And then continued to ask me why I would even... Yeah, and I think and it's, it's key to note that when we say give up all of that, we're not saying forget. Mm -mm. We're not saying it did not serve you. We are not saying you're never using that again. What we're saying is that is now your foundation and you don't play in the foundation anymore. No. Now we're building on top of it. So you still have to remember all of those experiences and have gratitude for all of those experiences. And compassion. But now you need to flip your perspective. Yes. And that's you, the difference. And you pick the resources from the gravel road that serve you well from soul. Yes. Okay. So like with our team, for example, it's like our magazine, our book, like the publishing house, like everything that's coming on grid. 
and also we're mentoring people on 5D business. And yesterday, one of the people in session is like, I'm just so shook by like how full circle your whole team is. And everybody can just like, well, how do pull you do this, all this? Pull this out of a hat. And I'm like, why? Because we pull the resources from the gravel road. Okay. We have not let go and forgot who we were, the intent is different. We don't use those labels. We don't give a rat's ass. That's the difference, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can't let that go, if you can't have the death of the old to let the new go through, you're going to be triggered and it's not going to be for you. And what are you going to do? You're just going to keep going on the gravel road until you meet the fork again. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because I said that to Carly earlier and God knows with Scott's journey, how many times, and this is a conversation, did we know that our previous partners were done? Oh, oh lots, lots. I think I think I remember having that conversation with you. It was like I knew, like I'm sure, two years probably before it happened. Uh, may, yeah. Maybe not two years, but it was it was well in advance, and I was just waiting for her to literally break up with me because I just didn't have didn't the energy care. to do. I it. didn't have the energy to do it. I just didn't even care. Honestly, I was just like checked out. I was checked out. And yeah. I was just waiting for for it to to end. You were waiting for, so using Scott as an example, he would have came to that fork in the road, would have been like, I'm going to take the pave, right? And then been like, fuck that. That's that's like totally different than what I'm doing. I don't even want to put that work in. So he went down the gravel road again until he ended up at the fork again. And when Scott met the fork, when his life really changed was when he met me. And then he was presented with that. And there was a big choice moment in our relationship. And he said, you know what? All I know is that's water under the bridge and I'm tired of being in that bridge. I want to go where you're going, right? So he felt the energy. He didn't have the language. And we moved as partners in pain at the beginning of our relationship to evolve into the conscious couple that we are. So I just want to like wrap that up to let you guys know that everybody will continue down their gravel road until you get onto the pave because life is not supposed to be hard. Life is hard on the gravel road. You know, if you have ever been on those rural roads where all of a sudden it's gravel and then you go to pave, you're like, oh, God. Range Road 243. Yeah. I'm so glad that I'm off the gravel and back on the pave. City Carly calling out Range, range Road. road. <laughs> like she knows what the fuck I is lived going. in Edmonton. There were Range Roads. <laughs> no Range Roads in rural. I, I took I took. Hey, Morgan, are you taking some rain ro- Range Roads over what there? Do you call them? Is that what you call you them? You don't call them anything. Oh, RR2, whatever, whatever. You don't. No. You just know oh. where no. you're going. No. <laughs> well, you what? do. No, they're you called guys range don't roads. Even have- Who calls them range roads? I just know where you're going. If you're saying to me, pick me up by Mark Walter's farm, I know the road. Okay, yeah, because yes, you see it in your mind, Coco. <laughs> because you don't know what's, what the range road yeah, is called. Sure. <laughs> but literally, I'm not a rigger. <laughs> but literally, when you're driving in the middle of nowhere, it's like, okay, we turn out range roads or township 45. You yeah. know, like we use them for. They have names. Yeah. <laughs> yes, don't come at me, Coco. I know my I just know it by visual. I sure like how you started off this making fun of Carly. Yeah, you yeah. end up making fun of the person who actually lives in the <laughs> country. Woo! <laughs> so anyways, that's a really good analogy and conversation that we've been having. And now what that is going to is this whole paved road with, with relationships that okay, I so want just, Scott to talk about. Let's just pause here for two seconds while we're on these things with relationships and we're driving down, whether it's a gravel road <laughs> or... I thought a, you were going to say, let's just pause and talk about range roads for a month. <laughs> no. Like, let's do that. There's <laughs> only literally so much to talk about, but Saskatchewan has the coolest, like, township system ever. You should look it up. The history is amazing. <laughs> Anyways, um, when you're driving, what is your passenger seat supposed to be doing besides reading the map? Talking to you. Well, talking to you, keeping you awake. Ah, yeah. They're also spot, like, especially, like, in Saskatchewan, they're also spotting for deer, you know, just, like, keeping an eye. And if it's, it's a, a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. You're laughing. Well, but I'm it's laughing because I'm like, I would never have, don't make me be your passenger, then I'd be out in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or icy roads. Most most of the time, the partners are out, the person <laughs> in the passenger seat is asleep. But, like, in a blizzard, mm-hmm. it's always helpful to have that, like, good second set of eyes to try and find the edge of the road. I know, remember, you got sent some videos yeah. here last week when Saskatchewan's having a storm, and they're driving, and it's a complete whiteout. Mm-hmm. So having that second set of eyes to see the road. Now, what that person is doing is supporting the driver. So the driver's behind the seat and is steering the vehicle down the highway and they're trying to navigate, you know, the corners, potholes, whatever's going on. And the passenger's person, their partner is supposed to be helping them. Okay. Like, no, like you're going a little bit too, maybe go too, like slow down a little bit. Like it's 
not as good as you think, or I think it's a little bit more icier, like they're preaching a little bit of caution, or hey, like you're really like got one tires in the ditch. Like, are you getting tired? Do you need to stop? Do you need to, like, should we just pull over? That's what your partner's there for is to support you. So if we take that analogy of two people driving down the highway in a blizzard and and apply that to relationships, is your partner supporting you? Mm -hmm. And like they should be. You don't get to pick your parents. Some of us have parents who would, doesn't matter what we do, they're going to be there. They'll dust us off and put us back on our feet. We can live with them for a month, two weeks, five years. We have, some people have those parents. Some people don't even have those type of parents where they're literally, they have, they feel like they don't have anyone they can go to, but we pick our partners and our partners are supposed to be that new soft place to land when things get rough. When we decide to make a change and shift and maybe we fail, they're supposed to be the ones that catch us because those are what we want them for in our partners. Mm -hmm. So is your partner doing that? So one of the big conversations we've been having as a team is, is your partner, and this came to me when I was mentoring somebody last night, is it's like, are you a team? Okay, so ask yourself that question with any type of relationship, not necessarily um, partnerships, but definitely in romantic relationships. Are you a team? Okay, so I can already hear all the voices being like, oh yeah, for sure, me and my partner are a team. You know, we're a team. Are you though? Are you really a team? This this is your test. Yes. Do they know you listen to this podcast? <laughs> yeah. No, but honestly. True. Or is this side of you that we're talking about... Is this something that they know and that they support about you? Because that in our community can be a spin where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, like my partner's really supporting me, but like I don't actually tell them about what I'm doing. Or I'm really scared to tell my partner that I want to do this because I don't know how they're going to react. Well, why are you scared to tell your partner? Because I don't want to tell my partner I see dead people. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the thing. If they're there to support you, they'd be like, okay, that's pretty cool. Tell me more. Right. Yes. So, so do they know you listen to this podcast? No, dead on. And that's a really good point, Carly. And me and Scott are really good uh, pillars in this community for that. Because as I said, we started as partners in pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I had a 16 year relationship. He had two failed marriages and we'll call them failed. Cause that's what the 3d called them. Two kids, like the whole spin, they weren't failed. They were a massive experiences that really shaped him to be the man he is today. And when we met, we were both not looking for a relationship. We were looking for a distraction. Okay. And we really started as that partners in pain for each other. And we've now, and we've now evolved to being conscious partners. Okay. Where we are a team where a lot of you guys need to look at this area because this is the whole spin of lack within the community. Okay. The lack that happens when you move to new earth is a lot. Okay, and why is it a lot? Because now you've drastically moved from gravel to paved. And even though when you first switch, there's a transition, right? You are flipping your life upside down to move into who you are, you're healing. And initially, you no longer are using what we started this podcast with law of attraction, the hustle. So lack comes in right away. And then that triggers so many relationships. Well, if you think about it, that like, if we're talking about the pathways, that area where the pavement meets the gravel, there's always rocks that flip up onto the pavement. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some transition time there. It's not going to be smooth pavement right away for a few rotations of that tire. No. And so that's where a lot of you all right away, it's like lack, 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 lack. So a lot of you will jump and like do your work and stuff and start flipping. And there's so many of you right now who, let's be honest, you're sitting with yourself. You've quit your jobs or you're doing some drastic things. You've taken leaves, you've done all that. And one of the biggest spins that people get in with their trays is I'm so scared to tell my partner or my partner comes home and thinks that I'm lazy or my partner is judging me or like all this thing, all this lack, 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 and judge, 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 okay? Because it's me versus them, okay? And when we say a team, I mean, is it me versus them? Because I know with Scott, 100% in our journey, he was 
all in all the time. It was like, okay, we're going to move to BC. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to all of a sudden, you know, be a huge team player in your fashion companies. The guy who was like an ex rigger, it was like, oh, we want to buy something. We want to go on a trip. It was like together as a team. It wasn't using that as a weapon and it wasn't like, oh, I'm the breadwinner and you suck. It was like that whole entire embodiment of this team energy. Or well, like, I think, I, sorry, I, this is what she's talking about. I think we actually need to go back a little bit further because there was a time there, I think it would have been about two years or a year after I was rigging where the oil field just died. Yes. And I was struggling looking for work. We'd been together a couple of years maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a couple of years. And there was like no money, no work. And you have child support that and was huge. Paying ridiculous child support. Yeah. So whatever money I did make literally went to just go pay for my kids. So Coco paid rent, paid utilities, bought groceries most of the time. You know, she even bought Christmas Food. presents. Mm -hmm. She paid for, well, me, we'll say me mostly, to go see my kids when we, I had the opportunity to go visit them. That was a very hard thing for me to accept, mm -hmm. but it was something that I wanted to do. So I had to like Leave. allow her to take care of me. That's a really good point. And, and not see it as the tit for tat. Exactly. So not like, oh, like Coco could have held that over your head and be like, I will pay for you to go see your kids, but then, you know, I'm not paying for you to go on this trip with me. You have yeah. to pay your own way. Yes. Or whatever, whatever. Whatever the case may be. This is a very, right? this or is like a very big conversation. Your own, your own groceries then, but I'll pay for you to go see your kids. It was like, never that no, way. No, it's ever. not. It was a team effort right from the beginning because why was it? Because we had a common destination, mm -hmm. quote unquote destination and a common goal to just better ourselves as individuals and better ourselves as humans. Mm -hmm. And I understand from doing hundreds of sessions all the time that people are on different frequencies and, and relationships are built on that old egoic foundation. Mm -hmm. But as you rise, either people are going to have to rise with you or they're not. And I know that's a big, scary thing in the world, but you start to just feel it and you start to know, and you have to give your partner the opportunity to rise with you, mm -hmm. but don't be denying what your body already knows, correct? I, I mean, I would say so, yeah. Like, you should be comfortable talking to your partner about, like, anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And if not, like, that's that's a layer that we need to look at. Yes. Because if you can't talk about your hopes and dreams, then why are you with that person? And, and it, if yeah. you can't support your partner and their hopes and dreams, why are you with that person? Mm -hmm. You should be, like, together. I mean... We're here, we'll get a little bit more, like even more personal. If I grab $50 and Coco has $50 and we put $50 into a pot and we go out and we spend $25. Who's $25? Who's $25 is it? It's not, it doesn't matter because it's, it's both it's of ours. ours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no like one or the other. I mean, Coco went through a really bad phase where she was really miserable and depressed. Huge. Awful. And three you, years of it, at least. Yeah. I mean, the last couple of years have been better. Because mm -hmm. I flipped everything around. But like before that, it was very, very hard. Yes. Sorry, I'm just gassy for some reason. Oh, do you have hiccups like us? Yeah, it's why happening. hiccups is a thing. It starts. Oh, happening. it's a thing. Oh, okay. I was next level for about three years because again, I knew with that hiccups. I, <laughs> no, but I was I was next level with my pain, yeah. right, and being stuck in my own shit and not wanting to let go of the external. But Scott stood by me and really like pushed me whatever we needed, and he he continued to hustle with me and he continued to do all that. But what he's getting at is, you know, in 2019, which is two years next month, you guys, I blew up my life and I had to really sit with myself for, you know, almost a good year um, of not really bringing in any sort of income whatsoever. And I remember him coming home because he had to go work at this like super low vibe job just to provide for us a little bit. And he would say, no, I'm there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And he learned so much from that job, right? But he would come home and I'd be like, I'm doing nothing. Like literally how much can I meditate? How much can I like journal and walk the dog and cook and fucking cry? How many and times can I sit here and just roll the paint tray? Exactly. Paint roller back and <laughs> over forth. Over and over Literally. Because I had to feel it, right? Yeah. And that's what I was doing. I was taking action, but I had to feel it. And he said, but you're healing. 
right? And so he allowed me that time to rise. And now he's been given that gift and it's been astronomical where I'm the one that we would say, quote unquote, in the 3D world is working. And he's literally the one that's healing and reversing all of this because he's never had the chance to. Okay. Just wait. I am a professional pool boy. <laughs> yes. I, and it's my off season because it's winter time. <laughs> so we're using LinkedIn this profile. <laughs> we're using us as an example to really allow you guys to look at the layers within your life because we we know that this is a constant layer. We see it across the board. And it's a conversation that we as a team have all the time is yeah. it's like, you know, where people know, but they don't want to admit it. And then they're scared. And well, this and the whole one thing, thing I, before we wrap up that I wanted to say on this topic is around that being scared piece. So if you are hesitant to bring this up with your partner and it could very well just be your ego spin, but if you feel it in your body that you just, like we said, how many times did we know our partners were the right one for yeah. us? If you aren't telling them because that is the reason, then just reflect back on that and reflect back as to why because honestly it'll come back to you being afraid Mm -hmm. being afraid of not being able to provide for yourself or being afraid of your light being afraid to step into your own power also being afraid of like the time commitment you've put into things and stuff Mm -hmm. and this is not to say that anybody is with a wrong partner oh no just saying reflect on it right and i want to say as three people as living examples um, me and Carly's awakening came from from breakups and Car- and Scott had Scott's journey was just radical for what he went through in his life. And I know I always say to Scott, I'm like, did you ever think that this was going to be your life? You know, like going back to the days when you were 20 with a newborn and a four year old stepdaughter, you know, like working three different jobs, this whole thing. And now you have this beautiful home externally looking out on a lake, just the vitality that's birthing out of you is like, no, I didn't even know it was a fucking option. And what I'm trying to say is that when you live in that fear and you know, in your body that something is wrong, you never think that you're going to get anything quote unquote higher or better. And I've mentored that with Carly because Carly was at this baseline with her partners. And then when she broke up with somebody and started dating again and experiencing people, they were like one inch quote unquote higher frequency. And she's like, they're the one because she had never, ever experienced a higher frequency. So I also want to give you guys that other perspective where a lot of you guys, you know, sit in your spin and stay in your shit and roll in that pain can when it comes to relationships, because you think this is it. But sometimes the way your blueprint is designed is you have to leave in order for them to rise. Mm-hmm. And here, I'll just, before, I'll end it on this. Is sometimes, you know, we can't, what I see, my partner doesn't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to, you know, say the words, say what you're feeling, say what you're seeing, tell him you see dead people, and then maybe he'll start to understand. Or she, yeah. Or she will start to understand exactly what it is. And that might be the catalyst that takes them to shift. So once you actually drop the bomb bomb on them, that this is kind of like more who you are or what you're doing, you almost still have to give them a little bit of opportunity to kind of like let that settle. They got to recalibrate to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of got to get used to it and maybe have a little bit more of a conversation with it. So, I mean, I know I'm not a very like, I don't know, color coordinated person and I don't see a lot of the stuff that Coco sees decorating. And I've just learned to just trust her vision of what she's seeing. And she sometimes has to learn to trust my vision and what I'm seeing. So there's a finished product. Mm -hmm. So drop the bomb and just like trust your partner to either like shift and grow with you or trust yourself that you will just be able to do it, able to do it on yourself. Mm -hmm. Either way, there's going to be shift and growth Mm -hmm. and neither of it's bad or wrong. It's just an experience and that's it. Yeah. And that's been a huge conversation. Huge. And I feel like that's kind of been the, oh, and I just, I, what I want to close off with is the conversations that we've also been having about the experiences in sessions. And it has been like, that's why I'm saying I'm shocked that it's like January 20th because like, I I couldn't even begin to fucking tell you last year, (laughs) but, um, what we've been seeing in these last three weeks is 
astronomical. Like, I mean, you guys should be so proud of yourself. And if you're still debating, you know, get off the pot, right? Like you're here for so much more and we can truly help you if you're ready. And I want to have a shout out to, you know, we had an experience on Friday where, um, one of our beautiful lights, I think the, I, I've, I seen her at nights with Coco and then she came for density. So she was literally had two sessions, one real one-to-one session. And then she came and I was like looking at her and I was like, Oh my God, like I'm having a huge disconnect here. Like, when did I see you? Like, didn't even seem like the same quote unquote person. That's how much she's changed. So she's obviously listening to the podcast. She's taking action. You know, she said she's taking a leave from her work for the whole month of February. She had a profound session and then messaged me on Friday and was like, yeah, so it's been five hours since I've had my session and I got my period for the first time in four years. And in my world, I removed all these roots around her ovaries and this whole thing. But those stories are just like one of like, like hundreds. Well, those are the miracles we were talking about. Yes, the miracles are happening, Mm -hmm. like left and right with all of you. You know, I have another person who like always has pain, like, you know, and is like losing it and like will come for a session and then will message me and be like, I don't know if I made it out. No, I'm dying. I'm I'm dying. dying. I'm I'm dying. dying. I don't think I made it out scot-free. And literally she had life-changing session the other day and still haven't heard from her because I know that she finally integrated. Like it's just absolutely bonkers trust the process oh it's unreal (laughs) and it's happening so so fast in these hiccups you guys um so I really want to talk about that that's a conversation that we have about how amazing this community and everybody is so this is a conversation of team Coco the last week so hopefully you guys enjoyed the behind the scenes scenes. trust the process don't forget to sign up for the newsletter (laughs) 